Aloha, I'm Yenji Denise. Welcome to Get Your House in Order, the show where we help you take care of the things that matter most. In this series, we'll cover a wide range of topics from health and wellness to financial readiness and preparing for every phase of life. Now, if you're like me, you have thousands of photographs on your phone, perhaps albums and boxes of loose photos around the house, and maybe even some of those old VHS tapes with family vacations recorded oh so long ago. We're gonna focus today on how to preserve those precious memories. But first, I'm joined by Paulette Ito of Hawaiian Financial Federal Credit Union. Paulette, I bet you got a lot of photos too. I have lots of photos. I feel like I'm a National Geographic photographer. Every time there's an opportunity, I'm snapping away. Yeah, mm -hmm. and the whole focus is Get Your House in Order. That's the name of the program and the name of the initiative. Why is this so important to your organization? Hawaii Financial Federal Credit Union took up this initiative because we wanted everyone to get their house in order, get it organized. Because we feel that by getting your house in order, it'll free you up to make more memories, to take more pictures, to live your life, be happy. Yeah, and how do we get started? Well, the credit union created a guidebook called the Ho'okele. The guidebook is available, it's free, and it's on our website. It's www.hificu.com. Simply go there, look for the guidebook, and you'll be able to download it for free. And why do you suggest people actually start this process? Well, if you want to create more memories, you need more time to do memories. So by getting yourself organized, being able, say, you know, you wanted to um, find your birth certificate or find your social security card, can you easily do that? You wanted to do a mortgage, do you need your tax returns? Can you find that easily? We find that for many people, that's stressful, frustrating for them. And so they might avoid trying to do things that will better themselves, like getting a refinancing because they just don't want to find those documents. It's very traumatic. So we want to help them get organized. Yeah, and where can people learn more? Come to our website, hificu.com. We have a lot of resources available for them right on our website. Okay, and we need to get not only our physical documents in order, but also our photographs because it all ties into who we are as people, right? Exactly. It's our culture. It's our tradition. It's who we are, and we want to be able to pass that on to everyone. And also, it's fun to relive the memories. I have a 14-year-old, but I love going back and seeing because I forget. I forget how small he was when I, I go back and I say, oh, you were so tiny, it's so cute. It's good and it's fun to go back and look at silly things that you did with your mother or father on vacations. So memories are very important. It's a part of a whole person. You are so right, we need to be organized. We're gonna be speaking with a document preservation expert in just a moment, but first, let's hear from someone whose story may inspire you to preserve your past. Aloha, my name is Patrick from Honolulu, and this is my Get Your House in Order story. A number of years ago, my grandmother passed away. She lived in Hammond, Louisiana, a small town outside of New Orleans, about 20 minutes. People came from all over the Southeast over a four-day four weekend to discuss her life and to celebrate her life, really. So everyone brought their old photos, their old home movies, I learned more about my grandmother in those four days than I had in the 35 years prior, and that's no joke. You know, I knew that she had been involved in ballroom dancing, but I didn't know that she was a competitive ballroom dancer later in her life. She actually partnered with her instructor, traveled all over 
the Southeast and even to Mexico City and to Cuba for these ballroom dancing competitions. At the end of those four days, everyone took their photos, their old home movies, and even their stories about my grandmother back to where they were from. And being in web development at the time, it dawned on me that there has to be a way to gather all of those materials and to create a centralized repository for all the stuff, the photos, the home movies, and the stories that made up my grandmother's life history. Long story short, I looked quite a lot on the internet. I couldn't find anything at that time. I researched local solutions. And then finally, I did find a national vendor. I was able to send literally 2,000 photos and 28 Super 8 home movies. They digitized everything. It was all posted to a website for sharing for my family and my closest friends. I tell you what, it's one of the best things I've ever done in my whole life. It has caused a huge conversation in our extended family to occur. So now everyone else in my family is participating. And after all these years, we are finally creating a digitized record of my grandmother's life. And that's my get your house in order story. Aloha. Why is digitization important? Saving family history through digitization is important. Analog, hard copy photos, old home movies, and old paper documents all have a relatively limited life. Storing such information in a digital format is vital for the current and future generations. For all your money needs, Hawaiian Financial Federal Credit Union is here for you. Visit HiFiCU.com. Welcome back. I'm joined now by Vanessa Beaton, founder of Sorted Photos, a company that helps people digitize, organize, and enjoy their photographs. Vanessa, why is this kind of preservation so important? Well, I think it's really important not only for yourself and your family and just sharing those memories with like your kids growing up, but for the future generations. Because, I mean, how would you like to see a picture of your great-grandparent now? Like, so few of us have those. So. It just helps to tell a story about your family, and then you have a better sense of who you are and your sense of self. Yeah, and tell us a little bit about what you do. People come to you, do they just, I, I mean, I can imagine in my own life, I would bring you shoe boxes mm -hmm. and digital files, and I mean, how does one even exactly. get started? Most people who call me are totally overwhelmed, and some people are actually way more organized than they think they are, and so they'll just bring me boxes like one at a time, and then once we get through one phase, then they'll bring me the next box, or like, oh, I got my husband's stuff now, or you know, my mother-in-law, and so it's kind of a process, just getting through everyone's, and then they're really happy because they can share it with the family. Okay, so let's say, let's walk through the process. I bring you a box of photographs, mm -hmm. you digitize all of them, mm -hmm. and then what happens to them? So I'll digitize all of them at like a high DPI so that you can blow them up bigger if you want to make pictures for the wall or whatever. And I also save them in a online gallery that can be saved and shared with friends and family. Okay, and how do I decide this photo is worth keeping, this photo I need to get rid of? How do you make those decisions? Well, some people will say, just please save everything. Save everything, and so I do, but then some people do want to minimize and bear it down, so I'll take a look and then you can go through like a burst of photos and just get rid of all the ones that have closed eyes or blurry or 
you know, I don't love picking for people <laughs> what to pick, but they'll tell me. Okay. You know, so we just work through it that way. And as we go, as people go through this process, do they get the originals back? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, some people actually have said, just throw it away, and I'm like. So I, I still have a few clients and I have all their boxes in my house because I don't want to throw it away. <laughs> I just hang on to it for like a year to see if they really meant that, you know? Right. And so typically, how long does this process take and what does it cost? Um, it can range. Of course, it's not a very popular answer, but it depends how many photos and what types of formats. And it can take, my longest job took like a year to get through everything because we would keep adding different family members. Um, and the range is from probably 1500 and up, just depending on how much you have. Okay. And Unless it's a small project, then it's just, you know, less. And typically, when do people come to you? Is it after someone has passed away? or A lot of the time, yeah. Especially during the pandemic. I've had a lot of family members who are getting something ready for a slideshow. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it seems like a very emotional process. How do you it walk is. people through this? <laughs> it is. And you know what? I always say, like, I like if I make my clients cry, which <laughs> isn't really great. But it does because it's so emotional for them. And they can share it with their kids. And a lot of things are disproven through the stories that you can actually prove with photos. So I don't know. It's, it's really different for everybody. Okay, so if you were to start this process, is it better to bring everything to you at once or do you like people to come sort of in phases? It just depends on the person. Like I like it if they bring everything and then I kind of can generally estimate how long it might take, but some people are just like, this is the most important part, so let's do this first and then we'll think about the rest. And they can see how much it is, how long it takes, and then we can move forward from there. You know, I think about in my own family, my mother kept journals when she was young, and there are photographs that are, you know, glued to a page. Mm -hmm. um, but then I also, in my own life, have, you know, literally tens of thousands of photos in the cloud. So how do you sort of put all of those different formats into one archive? Oh, well, I just, what I do is I'll download and consolidate from wherever the photos might be, you know, Shutterfly, Facebook, Instagram, wherever, I'll download everything and then run it through a deduplication. And then we just sort it into folders by, you know, year and month and, or, to, or a topic, you know, it just depends because some people don't have a date and you can't really figure it out. So, you know, you can group it into general groups like really old <laughs> or, <laughs> or 2000s or 90s or the 80s like that. And typically, how many photos do most people have? Oh my gosh, it's a huge range. Like some people, like I said, will come with just one project for like a slideshow or an album or a scrapbook. Um, and then other people have like 30,000. That so would that's be like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well more with Vanessa when we come back. We're gonna take a short break now. Stay with us. The process. Many people understand the importance but can feel overwhelmed by the sheer volume of the task of digitizing all their family photos, home movies, and important documents. Begin the process by bringing one box at a time to a digitization service. Long's Drugs is always here for Hawaii, providing your family with their local favorites, accessible health and wellness services to keep you safe and healthy. Make Long's a part of your day. Beachside Roofing, the leaders. Welcome back. I'm speaking with Vanessa Beaton of Sorted Photos. So Vanessa, how did you start this company to begin with? 
Well, in 2016, or actually 2014, my mom passed away, and I was just so overwhelmed with dealing with all of her clothes and her things and the photos, and, and then my dad was so overwhelmed, and he had storage boxes and everything, so I was helping him clean everything out. And um, I also had my own huge chest of things, and it was a mess and taking up a lot of space. So I decided I really wanted to digitize and just minimize and get rid of all the physical junk. So that's how I started. Wow. <laughs> and once this process is over for people, once they've gone through it, it must be such a relief. It feels like, you know, cleaning out a closet or something. It just, you know, you feel so free, I would imagine. Absolutely. I mean, it's like, it's like cleaning out your closet, like you said, or your kitchen or your home or any kind of organizing you're doing, you do. And it's such a weight off your mind because a lot of people carry so much guilt about those that that put off project you know the photos of your parents and those are you know they need to be preserved right away because they're on different kinds of paper and you know yeah and tell me you must also encounter a lot of people who have regret tell me about that about people who maybe wait too long to come to you yeah i just finished a family whose house burnt all the way to the ground um, in 2018 and so it was really traumatic and she did bring me they were able to walk through the site and find a bunch of photos that were underneath the soot and uh, brought it over and I just thought okay this is going to be a lot of work but it was so worthwhile I had to clean every photo individually and trim the edges of the burnt but they wanted every last piece that they could have because it you know tied to some memory of their mom or their dad so it was really rewarding doing that one yeah, and you store not only, or you help to sort not just photos and preserve that, but documents too. And I'm thinking, you know, I mentioned my mom's journals, uh, just her handwriting and, mm -hmm. and old cards and things like that. Tell us about that process. Yeah, there's, you know, birth certificate certificates and um, driver's license and diplomas and just really old documents from even before Hawaii was a state. And it's really neat to see that old, you know, paperwork documents that were so old. Yeah, and so let's say we've gone through this process, we now have an archive. Mm -hmm. Where does this archive live? Uh, how do I access it? What, what happens next? So I put everything on an external hard drive, and but you're supposed to have, to have a full backup, you wanna have three copies. One needs to be in the cloud, one on a hard drive, or three different types of media, generally. And so you wanna keep one of the three off-site. So like at somebody else's house in case something happens. So just having that all and then your backup, you don't wanna be using it on a daily basis. Like it's just like a photo capsule, a time capsule. And you leave it and set it alone. And then every year we do an annual add-on from that next year of photos. And I just add it into that same drive, make sure the drive is still healthy, and then keep going from there. And that was my next question, because we, we create new memories every day. We mm -hmm. take more photographs, especially if you have kids or pets or you just love you know, to take photographs. Right. So how, do you, how, how is that process of updating the archive? I know you said it's on an annual basis. Is that pretty comprehensive as well? Does it take a lot of time? I'd imagine no. once you do the base level, it's much easier. It's much easier because then by then, clients are generally only like their iPhone. So I'm just downloading one year at a time and then I add it to the archive and make sure it's, it's healthy and everything's good in there. And um, also I'll change the metadata on the photos of the, the ones that are scanned. So it's all lined up properly. Like if you do add it to the cloud and you're using that 
like your library on your phone, it will all line up the way it's supposed to chronologically. You so. must be such an organized person. <laughs> I am so impressed. It's those little things. Like, I don't know, it makes my brain happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I need some of that in my brain. Um, <laughs> tell me a little bit about the format changes because we know technology updates so often. So how do we make sure that we can access once we've gone through this process? I know. Well, a lot of the um, places you can send your photos away on the mainland, they'll send you, you know, like a disk. And you know, people don't even have disk drives anymore. So you just have to continually import those things into your computer and then get it on the external hard drive. Keep, keep moving it onto like the most current format and then just get rid of the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you feeling inspired? I know I am. We know that this should be a priority, but it does feel pretty daunting. So how do we get started? We're gonna continue with Vanessa on that question. That's after the break. Digital archive security. Everyone should keep at least three digital copies of all important photos, movies, and documents, and all files should be kept in different places. One copy exists in the cloud, one copy stored off-site, and one copy on a password-protective hard drive or another external storage device. Adding to or updating one dataset should also involve updating the others for continuity. Welcome back. Vanessa Beaton of Sorted Photos is here to talk about preserving our documents and our photographs. So tell us what kind of material should be archived? What should we actually be saving? Oh my gosh, well, everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you can save your deeds, your, you know, your will, um, any directive for afterlife. Um, and, you know, you can, you can now select somebody to be in charge of your digital assets after you pass now. So picking somebody who's going to be in charge of that afterwards. Well, that's very important. And that kind of leads me to my next question, which is what kind of conversation should you have with your family about how everyone is preserving their memories? Because we're all kind of doing it a different way. I know. And then you need to choose one person who's really going to be in charge. And then there's usually a few people who will also have access just in case that one person isn't around. So you just kind of have a family meeting about it. And Everybody talks about where everything's stored and the passwords and how to access and it's just another one of those like having a safety deposit box, you know? Right. Now, before the break, we did tee up this idea of it just feels so daunting. So how do you suggest people get started? Well, if, if people aren't that organized and they're like, they just have this mess in their box and they want to give it to me, then I just let them know it's probably going to take a little bit longer, you know, so it's more time consuming. But just give me one box, you know, and we'll just get going. And then once they see, well, I'll upload the photos to an online gallery and they, they can start seeing the work as it's going and start sharing it with people. And then they're more excited and more motivated to like move on to the next phase. Okay, you brought some props with you today. So I wanna <laughs> ask you about this box because you know, in my own house, I've got shoe boxes, I've got those old albums with the cellophane that, you know, the sticky on the back and the cellophane on the front. Yeah. And that's probably not the best way. No, no, not anymore. I've worked with so many of those. You pull the plastic up and it, it'll take the top layer of the photo with it nowadays. So you know, in, you really want to transfer the albums kind of first, I would think, because those are really getting old and then they stick to the bottom and you'll tear the photos coming up. You have to use like floss to like pull it up <laughs> off of the page. But, and then you want to store it in a box like this. That's, oh yeah, let's look this at is it. So archival is this? quality and it's, it's passed a PAT test, which is like a photographic 
I forget what it's called, like activity. It's, it proves that you can put any kind of format, like negatives, slides, photographs, and it won't deteriorate the way it will in an acidic situation. So some of the photo storage boxes that you can find aren't really, they have acid in it, so it's not the proper place to store it. So you want to use these um, like museum quality archival boxes to store all your photos. And they come in all shapes and sizes. This is just one that would fit like 2,500 photos in this kind of a box. Okay, so that's at least some place to put all the photos yeah, in. Yeah, if you're gonna keep them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and to people who feel like Oh, I you know I, I just can't even I can't even do it. You're just saying just one box, just one album. Yeah, just just let's just start small and then see how you feel. Yeah, and when you're talking about this with family members, how do you think you get folks excited to kind of join this process? Because nobody really wants to go under the bed and pull those boxes out. I know. <laughs> well, no, I mean people are like sort of ready when they when they reach out. They do want to do it, and they they kind of talk about what their project might be, and then they might you know, step away for a month and then come back to me when they're ready. But once they see the photos digitized, like in the online album, and I can send it to them and they start looking and, oh, sharing this with their sister or their aunt, then they're really excited and they want to finish everything. Yeah, let's talk about that after feeling. Tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just total satisfaction that they, they've gotten that thing and you only have to do it one time. And then once you're done, you're done and you've saved it for generations. There's also a company called Forever that's that's Forever Cloud. It's permanent cloud storage, and they will preserve your photos online for your lifetime plus a hundred years. Wow! So <laughs> that's really thinking about your your the future generation. Generation. Wow. Well, thank you, Vanessa. We learned so much today. I know that I am inspired. Remember, you can review this show again or watch it on YouTube. Find us there. Take notes or listen as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Yanji Denise. Until next time, take care and aloha.